Hey, y'all, just a quick heads up. The episode you're about to listen to is eight to 10 years old. Now, these episodes were intended to be evergreen, and I still believe there's a lot of good information in these early episodes, but I do want to let you know that some of my ideas have evolved over time. Times have changed since we made these episodes, and ultimately, I'd like to think I've grown a lot as an artist and a human and that these don't necessarily represent my best work or the best of the podcast. If you're new around here, I suggest starting with the most recent episode or at least go back to around 300 and move forward from there. Enjoy the episode. Yes, like that is the exact thing I needed to say right now. That is exactly what I wanted to say. So yes, that does happen from time to time. everybody you're listening to the creative pep talk podcast this show is about commercial art making a good living and making great art i'm your host andy j miller illustration age is our proud syndicate you can find this show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk let's jump in So we got our first Factor Meals, and I am pumped to tell you about them. First off, we absolutely loved them. Delicious chef's kiss for the chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals that come straight to your door. I can definitely see how when deadlines are out of control or you're in a super busy season, how Factor Meals can lighten your load while still giving you options like veggie, vegan, and even low-calorie Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can even pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Head to factormeals.com slash peptalk50 and use code peptalk50 to get 50% off. That's code peptalk50 at factormeals.com slash peptalk50 to get 50% off. Okay, before we get started, I want to ask for your help. You creative pepperonis out there, I can't say that with a straight face, but I just want to turn to you guys and let you know that I'm in a weird transition mode. Uh, The podcast has been going from strength to strength. Our numbers have been up. We get about 50,000 listens a month right now, and that just totally blows my mind, totally crazy. Um, and I am so, so, so grateful for all of you guys because really this show has grown. Uh, I've done virtually almost no advertising. Um, it's almost all just grassroots people spreading the word, word of mouth, other people just telling their friends and, and loved ones about the podcast, about, um, you know, the, the, the episodes that they're super pumped about. So first, I just want to say thank you guys so much for that. Now, the other thing that I want to talk about is that it's no secret that podcasts have um, exploded in terms of a medium. When I started this in 2014, it was actually before Serial, it was before like the podcast sensation, and I'd already been listening to podcasts for years um, and have been obsessed with it. That sounds like a really hipster thing to say, not what I'm trying to say. 
<laughs> what I'm trying to say is that this is like a genuine passion for me and the creative pep talk is um, just been like the best creative pursuit in my life and it's been amazing to share that with you. Now, the thing that's kind of a weird thing is that um, we're just in this season where it's growing to the point of starting to get sponsorship. Uh, the last episode is sponsored by audible.com, um, our first major sponsorship, and that was really cool. And we have more of those things lined up. However, I think if you, you'll probably notice on iTunes that uh, the podcast section is being, you know, totally and utterly slammed with new podcasts and most of which are not little grassroots bootstrap things like uh, the creative pep talk was they're things that are made by giant corporations and then those corporations throw crazy ad money to get on the front page uh, of, of iTunes and throughout the internet and crush little people like me who, you know, is just still getting that momentum moving. And so, uh, you know, there's amazing things that have been happening on the podcast. And, you know, recently I just saw Invisible Creature tweeted to me that Apple had featured the podcast art in a recent update about a new feature, um, which was super, totally cool. We're going to be a media partner for Icon Conference, the illustration conference next month. Um, you know, BuzzFeed had done a feature on the show. Uh, we've been on Design Sponge. All kinds of really, really cool things have come from this. Really exciting, awesome things. And as we're trying to go to that next level and, and make the show even better and it's become a bigger part of my life, I just want to implore you, I want to give you a request, just a friend-to-friend thing where I say, you know, I don't have the money to pour in the kind of ads that these bigger corporate shows that are being launched do. Um, And, you know, I'm not afraid that we're going to get buried in iTunes because I have a really passionate listenership uh, and we have a really awesome momentum already going, but... In this kind of transitionary period before Creative Pep Talk becomes, um, you know, going goes to that next level and becomes even more serious, I just want to ask you if you would do me the favor of sharing your favorite episode of the podcast with your friends and uh, online on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and wherever you tell your friends what's going on. Um, if we could make like a big effort in this transition period to just um, go, take a run at competing with these, um, you know, giant corporate podcasts that are, you know, filling up iTunes every second. That would be amazing. And I appreciate all of the feedback and all of the support and love that you guys have been giving me over the past uh, almost two years now. Um, It has been a complete honor to go on this journey, this very difficult journey of thriving financially and being creatively fulfilled. It's been amazing to walk with you guys in this. You know, it's been amazing to hear your feedback. You know, I've had people email me that said that they had the courage to go find a better job because of the podcast. I had people email me that said they stayed in school 
because of the podcast. Um, I've had people send me emails that have told me that the podcast ideas had led directly to uh, published books. And that has been the most amazing experience. And I would hate to just be crushed as a little guy right before we have the opportunity of really getting in the ring and competing as a big guy. Um, you know, I feel like we're right on the cusp of that, and I just need you guys to give the show an extra push, a last-ditch effort to say, come on, let's kick some friggin' butts, and, and don't let these, uh, these corporate guys come in and crush our souls. Um, <laughs> so just to be really clear, here's my request. Would you go on social media and even in person, would you just make an effort this week to share your favorite episode of the podcast, the one that has meant the most to you, and let's just do a crazy push to make this passion project compete with the big dogs. Thank you guys so much. It's an honor to do this with you. Um, let's get into the show. Today we have a very, an extremely special episode. Today I interview one of my, literally one of my all-time favorite musicians, Yoni Wolf, the lead singer of the band Why. You will know the music of Why because it's the theme song for this show at the beginning and at the end. All the other tunes, of course, being my good buddy, Nate Utesh's band, Metavari. We love that stuff. Thanks, Metavari. This was a complete pleasure to get to go hang out with Yoni and talk about uh, his career and the craft of songwriting. And it was really cool to hear the perspective of someone from a different industry talk about the same sort of creative dilemmas that we find ourselves in. Um, you know, trying to make a living at this thing and then how to create consistently and have, uh, you know, the long game in mind. It was completely fascinating. And, you know, I got into Why back in like 2008 when they released their album Alopecia. That album totally blew my mind. M my friends and I, I was living in England at the time. I was finishing college and me and my friends discovered this album we totally, you know, played it out a billion times. You know, I know most words to most Y songs. Um, so I'm a, I'm a true fan. I did a pretty good job of not fanboying out in this <laughs> interview. Um, but, you know, Y is a super fascinating band, and they really inhabit a lot of the creative principles that we talk about on the show. You know, they're they're not everybody's cup of tea. They're, they can be kind of polarizing, which is something we've talked about, like, you know, making something that's really true and authentic to you, and it might put some people off, but that also means that some people are going to be super hardcore crazy fans about it because it's really going to be honest. And I think Yoni does an amazing job of sharing really, I mean, he's very, very transparent in his songwriting and talks uh, very intimately, sometimes very explicitly, sometimes um, very intensely about the human experience and what it was like um, 
growing up in the Midwest and all these different things that really resonate with me. Um, it's been amazing to kind of follow his career as someone um, from Ohio who had been out to California and, and been involved in a label and a movement of kind of like art rap. So all of that has just been really amazing to watch. I genuinely love the work that this guy makes. He just recently put out a new record with Serengeti, who's a rapper. Uh, it's called, uh, the band is called Yoni and Getty. Uh, go check out their latest release. It's really, really fantastic. I suggest starting with the song, What's Up? That song's really good, really catchy and funny and great. You'll love it. Go check that out. Yoni, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Last thing I want to note, we're doing a swap cast where Yoni puts this interview on his podcast, The Wondering Wolf. Go check out his podcast too. Thanks. Let's jump into the interview. Serious last note, this episode contains swear words, so be aware if you have kiddos around. If you call and I didn't answer, there's a chance I'll get back to you. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just... <laughs> I don't want that. Oh, you don't want to talk about right? No, sorry. Yeah, I didn't even think about it. I'm not gonna. I won't use it. Yeah, yeah. I won't use it. Um, I guess I could have given give you some warning, but no, no. I like to be sneaky about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Am I close enough? I mean, I don't. Yeah, I think it's totally fine, and I think I can do even in the like after production. I feel like you can usually pop it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right. Yeah, this thing's pretty cool. I'll put that over there. That'll be back up. Cool. Uh, Andy Miller. Andy Miller is here. Um, we never met in person, have we? I don't think so. And I wanted to... The main thing I wanted to start with... Well, no, I think I dropped off posters once at a gig, but it was really okay. short. And it was a brief... That's it right. It was really okay. brief. Um, I wanted to start my thing, though, with... I was going to say, you're, papers. you're taller and buffer than I, than I thought that you would be. I'd lost weight, too. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think my... Looking e- good, looking hey, good. Hey, man, I'm, tr- I'm doing my best, and I... Uh, before, even with the weight... Because I've, I've lost about, like, 65 pounds. Shit. And uh, I... Uh, I look taller, uh-huh. too, because I'm, you know, Sleep less... slimmer, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I wanted to say, the, the first thing I wanted to get out of the way was that you were responsible for ending my rap career in college without knowing it. Did we battle? <laughs> we didn't battle. But I, was, I was in England, and uh, I had grown up like listening to hip-hop and all that, and then got into like art, indie music, and I, thought, I kept thinking that like, there's no good connection point between those things. Um, and so my, I had my friend make beats and all that, and then... I was making a bu- I made a bunch of rap songs, like, you know, 15, 20 songs. And then I found Anticon and I just stopped making stuff. Because I was like, oh, that, that's you, the thing that's I was looking for. That's what you were kind of going for. <laughs> yeah, and I'm okay. not real musically inclined. Uh, gotcha. But so, well, just to know someone was doing it. Yeah, that was enough. Oh, it was yeah. like, all right, this thing already exists. And, yeah. you know, hey, kitty. Um, but, yeah, so thanks for that. Thanks for It was good because it was, like, taking away from my studies. Good. Well, so, I'm glad I got you back on track. <laughs> yeah, you got me back on track. Um, so what's on your mind lately? Oh, man. You know, right now, just uh, sort of preparing for this Yoni and Getty tour. That yeah. That album that I did with Serengeti. Uh, and 
just kind of thinking about that at the moment. Um, it seems like it's getting a pretty warm reception. Do you, or do you track that at all? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not like actively tracking it, but, but, yeah. but uh, you know, I, I get my at replies on Twitter and, uh, you know, people seem to like it. I really like it. Yeah, yeah. I have listened to it a few been, times. There hasn't been any like hate. I mean, you can find hate if you search if for you it. Search for it. But yeah. I mean, I'm sure. But but uh, no. I mean, from from my standpoint, it's been yeah well yeah. received, which is you know. And you guys had done the friends and family thing a few years ago. Yeah. And I wanted to know like why this one was different. You released it with a different name. Well, I guess that. Um, it just felt like a different kind of project. Friends and family was like brought to me as do you, do you want to produce a Serengeti record with yeah. with uh, it was supposed to be me, uh, Owen, who's advanced bass, who used to be Cassio Tone for the Painfully Alone, mm-hmm. and and um, Sufjan. It was supposed to be like the the, uh, right. the three of us as producers, which was like a real interesting idea. It's like all these indie rock guys producing for this rapper, right? Mm-hmm. So that was, an, I mean, it ended up, Sufjan ended up not being on that. Yeah. But the songs that he did with, with, with Serengeti ended up being on something called Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, they just kind of extended that into that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I just liked the idea of that. And then when we started working on this project, it just felt a little different. I was, I was helping, you know, I was writing more, I was writing some of the lyrics a little bit, you know, or we were helping him with, with the lyrics a little bit. And, um, you know, I just felt like I was more... Invested. Invested. I was more, yeah. definitely more part of the project. I wasn't handing anything off to anybody. I, I was the one from A to Z right. with the project. You know, I mixed it, I mastered it. I mean, I, I, uh, I did not master it, uh, but I, I mixed it, put it together, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I actually... Mixed, you know, I mixed my songs on Family and Friends and put, I put that album together as well. Right. But I don't know. It just felt like more of a collaboration. Yeah, yeah. Was it, were you originally going to just play a similar role and you got more involved and like collaborated? No, this was always going to be like something that we did together. It was going to, you know, we had several different like iterations of like group names that we, you know, didn't end up using. What was the... Do you want to talk about I that? I think I think the the last one we were thinking about was was hotels. I like that. That's a good band name. Hotels. Hotels. Why'd you go? Why did you go with Yoni and Getty? We just felt like it, at some point it was like, all right, you know, how many side projects with different names yeah. are you know can you have and like, just might as well keep it simple and like rather than being like, you know, Serengeti the third and Yoni Wolf, you know, yeah. like just like. We, we just decided like this like very casual name which is like what people call us they call me Yoni they call him Getty and like yeah. you know just keep it like real casual so mm-hmm. that's kind of how we did it do you have uh, one of the things I've been thinking about because I don't know like I'm pretty steeped in like the design illustration visual art world and ow <laughs> that okay I'm, I'm gonna right. be mad loud for you man uh, I have like a booming voice I, mine's, mine carries. Okay, good, good, good. Usually, I push the uh, mic over. Yeah. But I think you, I think loud. we can like duel it out okay, with good. the voices. Uh, but uh, <laughs> um, I I feel like in the music world, uh, I don't know a lot about how the money works or any of that stuff. It doesn't. It doesn't. Work. 
<laughs> I don't, I'm really curious, though, because, you know, I don't know. I feel like a lot of musicians listen to the show. I have a lot of friends that are musicians have tried to make a go at it, and it's, yeah. I know it's, like, ultra hard. Yeah. Um, even if you find success or whatever, whatever that might mean. Right. Um, but do you find it, do you think, do people follow you project to project when you're doing, like, your solo stuff and your why stuff and then stuff like this. Do you do you find like a pretty significant amount or like following you from project to project? Uh, I mean, you know, there are people. There are there are a smattering of people that do, <laughs> yeah. but like by and large, uh, the only thing that I do that you know makes a, a, a pretty sizable. I mean, it's all relative, mm-hmm. but. I say why is the thing that I, that's my project core that, thing. that has the most awareness around it or whatever yeah yeah that definitely has the most awareness around it everything else I do which is a lot you mm-hmm. know you know has very small audience for it right. and it's very hard to make viable it doesn't transfer not all it doesn't completely transfer from why to project no. to project no but there, I mean the, yeah there, there are like a a, a, a a very small amount of people that do transfer over right and do you like what is is it do all these other side projects then like do you have different reasons for each one or is it like a creative like just just creative fulfillment like just curiosity or like i think it's just based on the yeah the nature of of the project you wanted like you know if i want to work with with dave you know I'm not going to call it why, because that, yeah. that would be, you know, misleading. and Yeah. So, you know, you got to have a name for it. And, and mm. I'm not going to not work with him just because that's not the thing that I've been doing, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's just like, yeah, per, it's like at, per project what feels right to do. And then you do it and then, you you know, you see see where it goes where it goes or if people like it or not i mean i you know it is it is you know it's hard to sell shit and, you know <laughs> so it's not like you know and and you know you got to make a living and you only have so much time so mm-hmm. you know and and as an as a musician you don't you don't make money on records really you know you make money on tour and i can make i make probably better money on doing solo tours than I do on why with why yeah. even though the audience is way smaller, they're just so less so much less overhead. Totally. So you don't have to pay anybody else. Right. So yeah. I, I can I can kinda get away with doing that sometimes to uh to pay the bills. Do you But you kinda have to stay on tour a lot of the yeah. year in order to make a living these days. How do you feel about that? Or sorry to interrupt no, but, ahead, or yeah. you have to get into the like music placement world where what, what is that all about where they're using your songs for commercials and tv yeah, and yeah. stuff like that which is um you know people people luck into that or they or they or they hustle into that that world why is done a little bit right a very very small amount like i know i've heard it the only time i think i can hear it is this american life but that that's no money right that's okay. just i mean that's i love that because i it's listen awesome. to that yeah, show super cool uh but that's not like Bring it in the in the bacon. Yeah, I don't think we get. I mean, I think we get like you know a cent every time it's played or whatever. Right. Uh, you know, and then there's yeah, we've been in a smattering of like indie films 
right. that are not money. You know, like, you know, we'll give you $200, but it's a yeah. cool movie. You know, and like, yeah. again, same thing. It's like, I'm glad that, that I'm involved, but it's not paying, paying bills or nothing. You know, the, the big things are, are like, you know, if you get like car commercials or mm-hmm. Coca-Cola or some shit, you're yeah. going to make some money or, yeah. you know, or big blockbuster films or something. But no, we're not in that. You're not in that game. No. But how do you feel about tour right now? I, I feel okay about it. It's a lot of work. It's yeah. a lot of work and, and uh, it can be real tiring, but, uh, you know, if you go about it with the right, in the right mindset and you try to make sure you get your sleep, it can be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you... I love traveling. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Do you? Yeah. yeah. What about you? Do you, do you get do, to travel? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah you, a little bit. You're in sort of a situation where you're... People, you're expected to be in a in a in, in a dungeon with a with like a little desk <laughs> like a lamp, lamp ball and, and you're next, yeah chained to your leg like next to your computer yeah, yeah yeah no that's actually why it's a big reason why hey how's it going uh, why I want to do the podcast and why I want to get into like speaking as a medium right because you get out and about because you don't have to be in front of a computer yeah uh, yeah totally and I like you know I've been lucky enough to like get a lot you know, more projects than, than are probably normal for someone like me where I've got to travel and go around and do all kinds of things, which I really like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, do you, do you, have you gone through like being pissed off about music and like how valuable it is to people and how much they don't pay for it? And like, do you, have you, did you go through that? I don't know. I mean, I can't be mad at anybody because that's like the it's the way of the world right now and like I, I'm you know I, I'm always watching shit for free on, on the internet or yeah. listening to shit for free so it's like I think you know whatever people are always looking for some new model of how to survive uh, doing doing music or or, or, or whatever other content whatever yeah. and uh, you know I, I think that's the the game in a way is how to how to how to navigate that. Do you think that, uh, I mean, the, the idea that money and having to tailor what you do as an artist to money is going to, you know, wreck art or going to ruin your, you know, whatever. Do you, have you ever found that some of these, as money as a constraint has actually created interesting things in your career? Um, like, I know like you, I know you think that. <laughs> I know you think why that. Think, well, I, I just, I, 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 you know, I've listened to, to, to a couple of your yeah. podcasts and I, you know, I know that, that. So, you know, it's like a loaded question. It's not really, because I, I don't know about the music side and I know right. that it's tighter on the music side even. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think that there's anything wrong with doing stuff for money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I, I would do, I haven't really been given the opportunity to do that so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Um, I would do that. I have, you know, a pretty high high uh, understanding of, of the craft, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, that said, I have a distinct voice, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. I think maybe for my, you know, maybe for me as a singer, maybe that's not something that, that uh, I'll ever be asked to do, but, but at, you know, as a songwriter and as a uh, producer, you know, recording guy mixer mm-hmm. the other things the other hats that i wear i'd be i'd be glad to do money gigs for yeah, that yeah. stuff uh haven't really been asked so much but for me 
yeah, I don't want to start thinking about money when it comes to doing um, the the the, uh, the art stuff that I do, like the songwriting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can do I can do craft songwriting, yeah, yeah. and I enjoy it. But there's another side of songwriting that I I feel like I want to have an emotional impact with, and I want to feel like it is. Uh, you know, as much as possible, untainted. You know, uh-huh. I mean, there's no, there's no perfection there. You know, totally. everything. There's always a consciousness to what you're doing to one extent or another. But you want to, you know, you want to divert that stream as much as possible, and and maintain the the purity of 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 your, uh, you know, of of your, of your su- stream of your subconscious and your and your, um, quote unquote truth, whatever truth yeah. might be beamed through you as yeah. an artist um you want to compromise you know, that yeah you want to cat you want to catch that and and uh embody it in its purity mm-hmm. uh because that's for me that's what i'm trying to do yeah. is is have that that communication um with 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 the, the the wide world of humans yeah yeah do you you mentioned about your voice being something that you have a really unique voice it's very, I think, Midwestern, and you've said that too. I think, like, I don't know if it's, I maybe it's Midwestern. I don't know, but but I but yeah, it's you know, it's a distinct. I realize what it is. I'm not I'm not like a fancy singer. You know, I have my own style, and that's what I do. You know. Yeah, but do you think so? One of the ideas on the podcast that I explore a lot is like it's okay to polarize people because, you know, if people, if people. All, like I, what I always say is like if you made these beautiful immaculate balls of rice and opened up a restaurant, like you wouldn't offend anybody. Nobody'd be upset about it. Like, but nobody would tell their friends about it either. Right. But if you had like, you know, raw fish and fish eggs and seaweed, all of a sudden you're like pissing some people off, and then some people are like super excited about it. So you strictly go Japanese? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I've I went a whole other route. I've said it was like. If you're going to make a meal for everybody in America, you could make gluten-free, dairy-free, buttered spaghetti, and everybody be full, but nobody would tell their friends about it. I can't have dairy-free, dairy-free buttered. It's got to be something. They're saying like, oh, like some substitute. But if you made that, nobody, no, everybody would go, you know, wouldn't go, no one would go hungry, but but no one would be pumped about it. Right. right? Right. And do you think that your voice being pretty different as a, you know, a musician or a singer has polarized people in a good way? Or, like, do you think it's yeah. something that makes you stand out? Yes, 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 absolutely. I don't think that, I don't think that, uh, that I would have had the, the success that I've had. Not that, you know, like I said, that's all relative. I haven't Trump, had a totally, huge yeah. amount of success, but the, to the extent that I have had success, I think a lot of that is based on something that is polarizing, you mm-hmm. know, is my, my take on the world and my voice, which are both, uh, not something that are stereotypical, uh, whatever I am. Mainstream any, music. Mainstream at all. Yeah. They're, they they, they have a uniqueness that, that, uh, you, you, you love it or you hate it, mm-hmm. you know, or you just don't really like it that much or you kind of like it. And you've created like a hardcore audience because of a lot of that, I think. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think that that because the take is is uh, is pretty pretty honest and not right right up the middle. You have people that that identify with it. Do you think about any of this stuff? 
Um, I mean, I'm thinking about it right now. I mean, you know, I, yeah, sure, yeah, just, yeah, sure, sure. I just always find that, uh, you know, in my little corner of creativity, which I always see, there's tons of things that, you know, cross over between comedians and singers and designers and all that. Totally. But at the same time, there's a whole niche around how, what's acceptable in terms of how you approach creativity or how you approach business or whatever. And I often find when I'm like hanging musicians that there's a whole different way of approaching it. And that, um, yeah, some of it's like taboo to think about it. And I'm, I'm a pretty strategic person by right. nature. Right. And scheming and everything. Yeah. Just <laughs> how, how can I? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, and I don't, I think if you say scheming, it sounds like, well, I mean, I don't, you know, I mean, I think, I think, I think the brain, the brain is programmed to scheme and, you know, in many yeah. ways. And I think the idea of, of, of meditation and, and, and sort of what's that, what's that buzz phrase that people say? Mindfulness. Mindfulness. Yeah. yeah. You know, is to get below that scheming mind, right? So right, yeah, my, true. my mind is always scheming one way or another, whether it's about, uh, you know, my shopping list or or if it's about uh you know you know does she like me or does she not like mm-hmm. me or you know how can i make her like me or uh how can i you know where am i going to get my mortgage money from this mm-hmm. month or you know all that stuff is scheming you know what i mean yeah, I'm, just, yeah. I'm not saying it's necessarily nefarious <laughs> but you know is it taboo for a musician to be aware of i mean you know you you want to you want to believe that um, there's a, there is a certain mystery to to yeah. to, to to the musicians that you like, uh-huh. maybe more so than 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 the commercial artists that you like, totally, or designers that you like. Maybe it's in the same way that you want to believe that that Goya has mystery around him. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, or or Picasso, or you know, whatever. Um, you know, these enigmatic characters. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, t- to an extent, like, the music is even a mystery to me to, uh-huh. to some extent. Songs I write even, you know, to, sometimes. It's like, how did I think? Like, I'll, I'll listen to something I did 10 years ago. Like, I, don't, I don't really know how I thought uh-huh. of that. I really yeah. like that. You know, but, you know, uh, the flip, flip side is that, yeah, I'm also scheming always and thinking about how to do this good. But, you know, also, part of the process of... And you just let me know if I'm talking too much. I want you to just keep going, man. <laughs> also, part of the process of making shit, you know, as an artist of any kind, mm-hmm. is is that scheming, you know, brain. Is that, like... Uh, you basically always have A and B. It's all, it's all binary, really. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah. you have choice A and you have choice B. And... Okay, choose choice A. Okay, now you have choice A and choice B. Okay, choose choice B. You have choice A, choice B, choose but you know. So mm-hmm. any 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 artistic endeavor is a series of those decisions. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a pencil mark, you know, do, do I you know, do this as a hash or do I do it as a soft shading, you mm-hmm. know, uh, or it's stipple. You know, it's like sometimes you have A, B, and C or, or A, yeah, B, C, yeah, and D, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but that's a you can think of that of of, of any creative uh, endeavor, any any artistic pro, um, project as a tree, 
mm-hmm. of those decisions, mm-hmm. beginning with one decision in the very beginning and ending in a, in, in a very full tree of, of many branches and many leaves, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it's finished with leaves if you want it to look yeah, good, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and that is not, that's not the mysterious part of the process. That's mm-hmm. kind of like... Uh, but it is to an extent. There's a scheming to that, you know. Okay, it would look better if it was this or that. But there's also there's also the instinctual part of it that there's a subconscious there's flow. A, that's what you want to get into is yeah. that flow state where you're not really thinking about it mm-hmm. with that scheming mind, where it becomes like they're making the choices for you. Almost. Exactly. Yeah. There's no. Yeah. I don't have the question about whether I should do this or that. Mm-hmm. I know this is the thing I need to do next. This is the thing I need to do. This is the thing you know, and the more you allow yourself to fall into that, the less scheming and scheming like and me- the more scheming it is, the less honest it feels. I pure. can say that. Yeah, true. The less pure it's going to feel. Yeah, that's totally true. Did you listen to? Uh, I just flipped what I was trying to say. Actually, I just negated <laughs> what I was because I was trying to say that that was part of the scheming mind that was necessary for doing work. I almost feel like though you have like there's a degree where you have to start. Some a lot of times you have to start with the discipline of like the binary, like just doing it. Like, yeah, man. Especially if you're gonna be like a pro, you're gonna have yeah. to. You know, there's a lot of times on a project where I'm not feeling it early on, and I just have to do the things that I know that are most likely to get me in the zone. Yep. I heard a guy. There's a guy called Christoph Neiman. He's a really talented illustrator. Does like New York Times, New Yorker covers, all that jazz. Um, and he said that like. If you're a pro, you can do good work on a consistent basis, but the great work is like still not up to you. Like it just, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, and you get good at catching it, yeah. but it doesn't always kind of, un- um, did you? I think that holds true for music as well. Really? Yeah. Do you, uh, did you catch the Joanna Newsom on Mark Marin? I did, yeah. 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 Uh, that was Love pretty that. good. Yeah. I, she never does anything like that, which no, is No, I was like, delighted to listen to her Me talk. too. But I thought um, it was interesting where she talks about getting a song in reverse. Is, is that where she right. talks about that? Well, uh, she said that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was almost like learning a song that you used to know. And like the first thing that you would remember is like the melody. Right. So you're like capturing that. And right. then slowly it's like being channeled into you. Yep. Um, and I actually think when I used to make terrible rap songs, when I don't know anything and it was all intuitive... I would make like 10 that were absolute garbage and just the worst thing ever. And every once in a while, like I think being an amateur, you're completely reliant on the intuition thing or the inspiration thing. Yeah. We're just kind of like channels in and that one's good for some reason that's like totally, you know, you can't explain. But part of being a pro, I think, is like learning that binary thing. I haven't necessarily gotten past that amateur thing either in some, in some respects. <laughs> I'm not calling you. But I could. But I could. Yeah, like I yeah. said, if someone was to call call upon me and be like, hey, you know, I have Hit up new... Yoni. He can do whatever. <laughs> you know, if they're like, I have this new TV show I'm doing called, uh, you know, Weeds or whatever. <laughs> you know, can you do, can you create the theme song for yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I could do that. I could sit down and do that. Yeah. But that said, I also haven't, I don't have like the greatest like workflow or like the greatest like, um, process. Process, yeah, yeah. Of, like I know how to make shit fast. Right. Um, but you've obviously gotten way more prolific as you went on, probably. I feel like I make less work as I oh, go really? on in some ways. Really? 
Maybe. Huh. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very hard for me to say. Because you got your hand in like a lot of different pots and like you're yeah. making stuff. What does it look like for you to come up with a song? If that's not a super boring question, we'll go there. But I, I'm interested to hear it because I think... It's different every time, man. I mean, right. that's the thing. It's like that's the idea of like... Of, of, of what we just said about yeah, A, B, yeah. A, B, A, B, A, B, or, or A, B, C, whatever. Like... I don't have, there's not a, uh, a clean, well, I can say that I somehow start writing something in the beginning of the process, and then at the end of the process, I'm sort of mixing things. You know what <laughs> I mean? And it's like, really like, is it lyric driven? At the fr- Like at the well, start? I mean, a lot of the stuff that I do is, but not necessarily at the start, sometimes you know, it might start with a with a musical idea, you know, um, a a riff, you know, mm-hmm. or or a uh, a melody. Yeah. Uh, you know, often it'll do that too. So, it, it really is different every time. I can't say like 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 Joanna said that it comes to me. You know, she said it tends to come to her. You know the way the way that you just said, which I th- I think is fascinating and yeah, awesome. I love that. But it it for me like. I'm just always trying to like have my ear open for I've like heard, for that thing to to touch me. Yeah, yeah. And I've had like uh I've heard it described in that way of like catching something or you feel yeah. like um do you one weird thing that I think is is kind of an ongoing discussion that I'm like having with myself is like to what degree does this feel like fate where I don't have a choice? Like I don't have a choice like the next project that I make. I don't have a choice about the type of work that I do. And then there's another, and then, so there's a degree in which it often feels like fate. And then there's a whole other side that feels like free will. I'm like drumming up things. I call it like the difference between like making waves and writing waves. Like a lot of times the stuff that I'm like making happen, uh, doesn't end up working out, but it gets me to interesting places where like something will come along and take me. Do you feel like you have been in control of the way that your creative like career has like unraveled, or do you feel like it was not no, up to you? Definitely not. Like you talk about being like a a, a someone who you know you you said you you you. I mean, I don't want to use the, keep using the word schemer because you said it in a different strategic. way. I'm, strategic. I'm a pretty strategic. Strategic. Like, yeah. My career has 100% not been strategically right. created. Like, I, in yeah. fact, you know, it could be said that I'm a terrible business person and, right. and don't know how to sculpt my career. Like, right. I've been told that. Really? Um, <laughs> Who told you that? My friend. Right. But, <laughs> but uh, you know, and maybe that's true. I don't know. Like... For me, uh, I, I do feel like I'm always floundering a bit and trying to figure out what what I'm supposed to be or what I'm supposed to do because I don't really know. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I've ne- I still don't know what that is, and um, in a way, that's what the process is about. Right, is is trying to have that realization of what I am or what what I'm doing here on, on Earth, Earth. Yeah, you know, or what any of us are doing here, you know. So, I think in in many ways, uh, you know, a, 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 a real artist is someone that sort of lets the art lead uh-huh. in some ways. Yeah, totally. 
I think that's totally true. I and and the art by the art that's God, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I don't, I, and I don't, I don't say that in a way that that uh, I that that might not be a typical view. I don't know what God is, but I'm yeah. just saying like that's like whatever's beyond, you know, just the, consciousness to me mm-hmm. seems like it's coming from the external in some mm-hmm. way. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. Or the or the internal and the external, they're all the same, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I like to think in those in those spiritual terms. I do. Me too. You know. And I'm not say, I'm not I don't subscribe to any religion or anything like that. So, it's not like that. But but just the idea that that uh things are getting beamed in somehow. Uh-huh. You know, and 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 just 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 being quiet enough to catch that stuff. Do you feel like, have you felt like on different albums that you were at the center of what you should be doing at that time? Like when you're like... No, you, honestly, usually I, I'm full of self-doubt when I'm working <laughs> on stuff. Usually really? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't think this is working. I don't really know. I don't know. But you keep working it. All you know? the way through? Do, you keep, a, B, you keep one... doing those A, B decisions, man. Yeah. And then by the end... You know, if you've been in that flow state enough, you start to realize, like, okay, oh, you know, this is shaping up into something, actually. For every album, do you think that there weren't any, like, outliers to that? Like, No, I mean, there there are occasions, there are, like... Or songs, there are or definitely, whatever. Yeah, there are definitely points where, during the... Definitely during the writing, like, the song writing process, if I'm sitting, like, writing a song, uh-huh. there are definitely moments where I'm, like... You get that, like, yes, like that is the That's exact it. thing yeah. I needed to say right now. That is exactly what I wanted to say. So yes, mm-hmm. that does happen from time to time. But those those feelings are few and far between. And then around that, you have to create work that that um, you know is sort of exoskeleton to that tiny little heart. I think yeah, I think that's totally true. Is that you can't? And I think again. That's a big difference between someone who is like more of a hobbyist and someone that is more serious about it. Anyone can catch that tiny little heart. Totally. Like that's that's available to any human being, you know, on earth. That's that's something that we have. But to build that to build that, that skeleton around it, to to create the structure around it and, and to be able to, to sit quietly and, and, and make those A to A and B decisions like that's I guess that's like what an artist is, you know, right. um, and somebody that also, like I said, is is available for those um, those nuggets of truth that, yeah. that that get flown at you every once in a while that you can't really uh, affect when, that, when those things happen. So, and I've heard a lot of writers kind of say that you know the discipline of showing up every single day means that you're more likely to catch that lightning when it strikes rather than. If you don't, but I think that's true. Do you think? Yeah, huh. that's interesting. Hmm. But I, I think that I've definitely heard so, like songs by people that don't do this seriously, or, or you know, or seen pieces of art by even like a six-year-old kid or something. You're like, God damn, like, like man, that yeah, he, yeah, he or got like it. yeah, totally. But it, but it, it, it's like you said, it's that that's a hobbyist's like you know happening upon something that that they can connect to but they can't necessarily duplicate that over and over so you know Hmm. so do you think uh, do you think that you're more uh were you 
why did you develop that like craft side of it? Were you like, or even early on, were you just like hungry to make music? Were you, was it fun? Like, I mean, early on, I just, I was addicted to those truth nuggets. Right. Man. Yeah, it was yeah. like, I kept get, getting, you know, I'd get that feeling when I made a song, you know, it's like, oh, that's exactly what I want to say. Like, uh-huh. But I didn't have the yeah. craft at all, you know, and like that I had, yeah, I had to build up the, the that, that craft thing. I mean, you know, there's just knowledge of, of your, you know, uh, tools mm-hmm. that you have to acquire uh, to make something sound or look good, depending on what kind of art you're doing, you know, like. Um, or, you know, at, for a dancer, you know, you have to develop your body in a way that it can do that stuff. Where you're ready. Yeah, yeah where you're ready to, to, to do those things that are, you know, that are beautiful or mm-hmm. ugly, you know, but that, that have an emotional impact. Yeah, totally. One of the things that uh, I've thought a lot about, uh, you know, I've heard creativity can uh, defined as connecting two seemingly unrelated things. And so, like if you can make that connection, that's like a creative act. Mm Kind of like having a baby, you know, uh, taking DNA that's totally unrelated and mashing it together. And I think about like early Cloud Ed stuff and all of that seemed a little bit like more like forcing elements together, like hip hop and art music or whatever it was. Did it feel like that? Like, did did you feel like, did you feel like you were like, like, I, I'm really, like, curious about how that evolved of, like, making art hip-hop or whatever. Uh, I don't know what you would call it, really. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe art rap is, like, a good way. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we, we were art school kids. I mean, two out of three of us were art school kids, you know. Were you? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I missed that completely. Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. how did I not know that? Well, cool I, I mean, I don't know. We've never really talked that yeah. much. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. I know, but I listen to a lot of the podcasts. I feel yeah. like I would have like picked that. Where did you go? Uh, DAAP at, at University of Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. right. Yeah, I didn't know that. What were you doing there? Uh, fine arts. Fine arts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Focus on right. video art. That makes total sense. Then, did you feel like you were making hip hop that was really different? Yeah, I mean, I yeah, and we were. I mean, totally you know, were. I mean, yeah, I, I think you know, I think that that the, the hip hop world didn't consider us to be hip hop. You know, yeah. I think like the larger like hip hop community, like in Cincinnati, like they weren't really feeling what we were doing to to a great extent, um, because it was too it was it was too different. You know, yeah. I mean, now now that stuff doesn't sound that different because you have no. Drake doing what he's doing, which is sort of similar to what Cloud Dead did. A little Absolutely. cleaner. It's a little cleaner than what we did, but. Um, you know, same kind of vibe with like ambient stuff, samples and, and, uh, you know, simple drums and open, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but back then it was, you know, I mean, we, we were just making stuff that we thought sounded cool. I mean, we were listening to, to, you know, Dave specifically, Madsen, who, who, uh, was the, the producer, like on the first record, he produced like. I don't know, 80% of that record. You yeah. know, I did a few things, but the second record, it was more of a collaborative effort on the production end. Uh, 10, that is. That was the album. Yeah, yeah. The first one, I mean, you know, he was deep into, like, shoegazy music, and, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that was what he listened to, but he, he grew up as a hip-hop kid, but at that time, he was, he was listening to, uh, you know, Stars of the Lid and, and uh, Flying Saucer Attack and... Uh, hood mm-hmm. and you know like stuff that you know not that hood is ambient music but just 
My Buddy Valentine, you know, stuff that had that, had that more soaring feel. Mm-hmm. And so that's the kind of beats he was making, you know, but he was still making hip-hop because he grew up with hip-hop, and that's where his heart... And, you know, and me and Adam, as, as, the, as the singers, same with us, in a way. You know, we grew up with hip-hop, and that's what we wanted to do, but we were listening, at that time, we were listening to Hood and, and, and Pavement and mm-hmm. Silver Jews, and, you know, so we kind of were influenced by, by those kind of people as well at that time. Do you feel like... But was it, was it a creative like gap for you? Like a, where, because you know, for as an example, for me, like this podcast is very much like heavily influenced, like by business podcasts, marketing podcasts, stuff stuff that is very unsexy and weird, and most people in my industry are not going to touch that. They may stuff. sound unsexy, but money's sexy. But money, sexy. But you know what, man? But that's the thing is like I kept when I got stuck early on. I was like, man, I don't have any other skills. I've got, now I've got three kids, but I only had one kid at the time. But I was like, I don't have any other skills. I don't see myself doing anything else. I need to figure out how to make money. So I started like reading business books, getting like diving really deep into that. And I always kind of thought, man, I really need to bring this to my friends, but they're not, they, they can't handle it. They they're not, they're not ready. They're not, you're <laughs> not ready. We're just like, they're going to be grossed out because right, there's right. a lot of it that's gross. Yeah. And, you know, you have to be able to, take what is good and leave the rest and it's just not I'm good at re- not judging a book by its cover I can yeah. like take from anything yeah um, but it was a I when I thought about doing that kind of podcast or doing that kind of content it was years until I could figure out how to translate it and I just wondered if like into, into your life you mean yeah and yeah. into my world like how, how do I take that and make it palatable to people that are like me um, and I always just wondered like if it was like felt more like kids goofing around at that time, or did it feel like harder to train? Like I, I guess I just feel like you were doing something pretty innovative. We were not. I can answer to say to say we had <laughs> no inclination towards making money, and we had no thought of the idea or possibility of making money. But did, was it a was there a chasm though? Not even in the money side, but for, but for me, like. I, I did a bunch of things to translate that. To, like, I don't take myself super seriously. I joke around like about boys to men a lot and stuff, all that kind of stuff, and really ridiculous metaphors. All kinds of things to be like, look, I'm not like skeezy, weird business guy trying to manipulate other people. Yeah. I'm not trying to make crappy art that like gets get-rich-quick scheme. So I, like, I had to figure out all these tactics to like mash these two worlds together. And I just wondered if in that same way taking that art music and taking rap felt like a challenge or was it just really natural? It was you? very natural. It yeah. was, we were, we were, I mean, we considered what we were doing to be rap music and yeah. like, but, but rap music that was natural to us that felt like where we were coming from. You know, when I was 16, I, I rapped with a, with a Long Island accent because right. all the rappers <laughs> I listened to, listened to were from Queens and Long Island. Yeah. You know, um, when I was nineteen twenty, I met Adam, Dose, and 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 Dave. I, I know something like we decided that we wanted to just be our natural selves. You know, it was like I don't have to be from Long Island. I'm from Cincinnati. Like you know, and we just uh, and that was all organic though. You didn't yeah, like, yeah yeah yeah. I mean yes, we just. We're having fun. I mean, that record is so goofy. Like, yeah, we're just true. It's funny and we're yeah. just being silly. You know, like we're we're just like 
but also doing shit that we felt like was profound in some way, you yeah. know, like, uh, so. Did you have a sense of how different it was? I mean, we were listening to, the thing is, is in addition to those, like what you call art music, which I would call like, yeah, music like or ambient or like yeah, shoegazy, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. We were listening to that stuff, but we also were listening to underground rap, like, um, so we would get these tapes of, of kids, like from the West Coast, there was like a tape trade going on. So yeah, right. We would sell our tapes on the internet. There was like this site called ATAK, ATAC. Okay. Uh, and like, you know, so there we, was a culture kind of. There was like a culture of like this, like you know, I, I would say still we were outliers in that. Like we, our shit was a little weird sounding. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That stuff. Usually was still a little more boom bapish in the beats and stuff, uh-huh. and our stuff was you know we had you know we were we were doing this like slow dark shit you yeah. know and most shit wasn't that way yeah but you know there were there were groups like like Sevy Tones, um, who did some darker stuff uh, uh, up in Canada there was like from Halifax, uh, that's Buck sixty five and six two right yeah and then there was like people out in California there was like the. Uh, the uh, uh, the crew called uh, the Shapeshifters, you know, like down in LA, they're doing really okay. weird. You know, there was like this rapper Circus, who was like really bizarre rapper, and we really liked his shit and Radio Inactive, and I mean, they, you know, there were artists from over that we were listening to that were doing weird rap, not necessarily the same yeah, as yeah. we were doing. So there, there was a, somewhat of a context for it. Yeah. Now we happened to be the ones out of our little world. That sort of uh, crossed over into, I mean, not not mainstream by any means, but bigger. But but like we got on a label, Uh you know, like a real label, like uh, uh, Big Dada, which was Ninja Tune. Okay. Um, with our, we got our records pressed and you know to vinyl and you know and and we became like sort of like on that first record we became you know like uh, we got some traction with like British. you know, music mags and, you know, like the NME and Mojo and, you know, these kind of like, uh, like I found your CDs in stores there when I lived there. Right. Right. So we were, we, we were, we were big in England at that time. I mean, not big, but big enough to be, you know, we were appreciated to an extent and yeah. So, but yeah, to, to answer your question, there, there, there was some context around what Uh we were doing. We weren't like in a bubble completely. Do you have a sense that you, have influenced a lot of what's happening in the mainstream right now. I know uh, that's like a big. I like, feel like statement. maybe yeah, yeah. I feel like I, sometimes I I hear stuff and I I do feel that way a little bit. I mean, I think about the way that it all seemed to have unfolded in the past ten years. Yeah, you know, especially with people like The Weeknd and Drake. And yeah, for sure. I think yeah, but not necessarily just like I don't think like just me, but like the whole the whole world yeah. I was coming from. Um, of course. I mean, that's what happens. Things bubble up. I mean, somebody like The Weeknd, he bubbled up. Like, he was underground. Totally. He bubbled up. Somebody like Macklemore, like, you look at him, like, he's just like all the white rappers I came up with. You yeah, know, I don't, I don't put myself in that camp because I feel like I'm different than that. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I know so many dudes that have similar style to him and that, I mean, not to put, whatever. Dose is a little bit maybe more like a rapper. Whatever. Like, I... I, I I'm just saying he bubbled up out of the underground, right? Mm-hmm. People, that's yeah. what happens, you know. Like, yeah. um, 
Does that create a weird dynamic for creating? Like, do you, I mean, is that some, I mean, I'm guessing that there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of talk about like whether you're positioning yourself to be marketable in your music or like. I talk about that? No, you don't. People, oh, 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 just, oh. you know, people yeah. in the music industry, like playing on the the next trends and I mean like, I don't know man jazz. like I said Andy I'm I'm not good at this shit like I, I want to make money Andy I do yeah. someday I want to have some money yeah yeah but I I'm you know it's not really my forte um you know that said I'm 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 a pretty frugal guy so I, you uh-huh. know I own a house and stuff so um I'm able to to live and, it, and I'm I'm blessed I haven't had a job since 2001 you know like yeah. that's great but uh, you know, I, I always feel like I'm I'm ready for for it to happen. If I need, you know, it's like, oh, is this it? You know, yeah, yeah, whatever. And that's that's again, that's part of that scheming brain. That's part of that's that's like the worry side of the scheming brain, right? Yeah. So, but whatever. I, I, I if I do, I do. Like it's this one life, and I, I all I can do is 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 sort of try to try to stay open and uh, and uh, you know, sort of. Grateful uh, to what I have and, uh-huh. and uh, accepting and and aware of opportunities that might arise and and uh, go with the flow, you know. I think there was a bunch of it was really shocking for me to know that a lot of my favorite bands. This was probably like two thousand eight or something. Had jobs and like. Yeah. And do you think my that, whole band has jobs? Right, I mean, yeah. I'm the only one that hasn't had a job. You know. Yeah, and I. Do you think that that, you know, that level of mystery we were talking about, that's something I keep thinking about, like the mystery of the artist and then nowadays, whether that that's, it's almost the opposite in a lot of ways if you think about people like Kanye and Drake and like we know how much debt Kanye has. We Kanye know, like, came Kanye came from the underground too, speaking of that. Oh, really? He's yeah, the one that. that bubbled up. I mean, yeah. you know, he was, yeah, I mean, Eminem even. I mean, you know, I'm yeah, just saying, yeah. that's what happens. yeah. But I... I'm sorry. That's no, sorry, man. Um, what are you saying, though? I'm just saying that uh, the mystique or the mystery of an artist and, and connecting that with the idea that a lot of people that are... Okay, before I go any further, I don't want to say that, like, we're going to have a conversation and we're going to, like, figure out the problem with, like, pirated music or whether that's a problem or any of that. It's not even the conversation I'm trying to have because I know it's just a silly conversation. But whether that... The mystery maybe lends itself to a lot of people's favorite bands. They don't know that they're not actually supporting them um, and whether that's unhealthy for the music industry. And then also on, on the other flip side, whether people really want that mystery anymore because there's so much transparency with the artists. There's a lot more transparency now and it's different than when I was coming up anyway and probably when you were coming up. Like yeah, there, totally. was a, there was always mystery surrounding your favorite artist and that's something that you 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 didn't want the mystery because you wanted to know everything about yeah. that artist but there those you know that was the the information wasn't available you didn't have google you know yeah, what i mean yeah. so like um now yeah you can learn a lot about artists and most artists are like me and, and we'll We'll foolishly sit down for hour long conversations and talk about everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but I think people want to know that now. They do, but it also maybe takes away from the mystery. I mean, you want to imagine that. I don't know what you want to imagine about me specifically, but you know, you want to imagine there's some magic going on, and I will tell you that there is some magic going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Still, like I, I can't explain it all, um, but there's also a lot of other stuff going on too. 
But I also think it's, you know, kind of fascinating from the angle that your work in particular is so transparent anyway. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I wonder, I think that your, you know, why is a, is a product partially of that new age where people want to know everything. And we, they like yeah. you. I mean, you're we're, you know you're sharing lots of personal stuff. Yeah. Um. And so I don't know. I, I don't know where I'm going with that. I guess I just feel like I wonder if people's support of something that's so valuable to them would be different. Right. Do you know how many of the artists that you like actually have, have day, day jobs? Job. And yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um. And the only reason that I don't have a day job is because I don't eat. I don't eat at restaurants and I don't drink alcohol. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. pretty much the, you know, yeah. And, and you know, and I try to hustle a tour every, whenever I can, you know, like I'll go out and do little solo tours. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, and Getty tour, like just always trying to be, you know, that's how I survive. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's different in the beginning. I was making money on record sales, you know, um, I still make a little bit on that, but yeah. to survive. Um, but yeah, that's it is it is a different world, I guess. Do you think uh, another aspect of the music industry that's really different to what I do is like the review world? Like I think early on in my career, uh, I had uh, that's when like blog. This is like two thousand eight. Blogs were like everything. Okay, and. Uh, you know, I missed all that. I honestly, <laughs> I just never, I was never been like an internet guy. Like yeah. I, 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 I use it for, of course, email and you know, I'm on all the social medias though. Uh, I kind of hate all that in some yeah, ways totally. just for wasting my time. Um, I, I'm not, you know, I'll Google things, but like, I'm not like deep on the web. Like, mm. and I, and I watch stuff a lot. Of st I watch a lot of stuff on like whatever. Yeah. Netflix and HBO or whatever. But, you know, so when I put out my portfolio, I was thinking like, I was thinking, all right, I just graduated. I'm going to put my work up there and just like, nothing's going to happen. It's mm -hmm. just like kind of what you do at that stage. My work at the time was like not really fully formed. But you had a blog. But I had a, well, I had a website and I had right. blogs pick up my website okay. for a lot of different reasons. Okay. But it wasn't really ready to roll. And it right. wasn't, you know wasn't a body of work that I was like super proud of or anything. But anyway. But they that, liked it. But they liked it. Okay. And also I think blogs were like at the time super hungry for content. What's so, a blog exactly? <laughs> like, like, I mean, I know what it is, but like, yeah. like, what do you mean when you say that? Like, like, uh, like, like these like, like pitchfork or something. Or yeah, like, it was kind of like that. Yeah. Pit, pitchfork was one of the, they, I did like a, uh, a college project, which was a, the, it was an early form of my indie rock coloring book that I did, and they did a little story about that. Okay. And that was one of the initial things that kind of created uh, some momentum for me, but I didn't really expect any to happen, and I wasn't really ready to show my work, really. Yeah. Um, and anyway, that turned into lots of blogs carrying it, and then a lot of comments and trolls and all that stuff. And early on, people like... Uh, you know, thra it was a more hostile time, I think, on the internet even. Like, and people, people were, were just, like thrashing it. People were just realizing they could be mean on the yeah, internet. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They were getting like, they, you know, it was the heyday of being mean on the internet. Like, but people were thrashing my work like the year that I graduated. A lot of people liked it. Yeah. But there was a lot of people that were just like, uh, blah, blah, just all this crap. And I think, uh, you know, that some of... stunt you at all or change, yeah, or change the route of your work? Yeah. 
It yeah. did. It totally did. And it and but it's a really interesting um, case study of like how anxiety or reviews change your work. And then I think about that compared to someone in the music industry and how dramatic. Like I've only had a few mean comments, and it had a pretty big impact on what I wanted to yeah. make. And I wondered if, as a musician, if reviews or uh, people so much attention has changed what you do, or or is it, yeah, is it a struggle? I no, I I think it does affect you. It I mean, or it affects me anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, and it, does it hurt your ability to create? It can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Make it makes you second guess stuff or something. You know, mm-hmm. or, you know that. Like I said, you want to maintain that that uh, that that purity of of intention, you know, or, or purity of thought somehow, like that you, uh, you know, are, are really getting something that's being beamed in, and, and yeah. If people hate what that is, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it can affect you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I want to slow you down. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I have such a weird relationship to it because I think. There are parts of it that were like really hurtful and still affect me. Like yeah. I still get anxious about, and that the thing about the if I'm in that anxious place, I'm not going to be making good work. Right. Like right. I know that if I don't figure out a way of distancing myself from that, then I'm not going to be making my the good stuff. Right. right. Whatever that might be. Um, on the flip side, I think they were right about some things. Right. And so, in some ways. There are there are like positive growth that happened from that. Does that has that ever happened to you? Um, I don't think I, I don't think I've I've ever had positive growth. Well, probably, but, not, yeah. but I mean, it depends on how harsh you know you're talking about. Like, I mean, I've had definitely positive growth from friends of mine or whatever saying, "Hey, you well, know, what, like feedback and stuff." Yeah, feedback, yeah, yeah, yeah. criticism, but from some kind of internet trolls. <laughs> I don't think I've gotten anything positive out of that or, or out of bad reviews. Um, you know, I've had some reviews written that, that have been sort of lukewarm, you know, that, that will say, well, you know, it's good, but, you know, it could have done this better or whatever. You know, that maybe that would yeah. help me a little bit. But by and large, that stuff is, is uh, something that, that you have to overcome, for me anyway, that mm-hmm. I've had to overcome and learn how to um, rise above that stuff, and 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 just accept that I am who I am, and I'm mm-hmm. you know I'm just trying my hardest, and and uh, it's not for everybody, and and you know and and not not be angry at people for you know not getting it or whatever. It's, it's okay. You do know? you actively read them, or do you try not to? I mean, I'm not one of these people that keeps up on everything being written about them. But, yeah, but yeah. I definitely have my moments of like, you know, okay, let me see, you know, I'm going to read like, like the yeah. big reviews and then like, let me see, you know, what the, what the world thinks about this. I, I'll have those, those three in the morning, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. insecure moments for sure. Uh, it's just really, for me personally, it's like a fascinating aspect that I can't really imagine being able to create, really well under that circumstance because there's no you you can't no you have, like to, for me to to be able to to create is, is a different part of the brain and like when something comes out and you start seeing those reviews 
yeah, it's real hard to make stuff. And you, but you're you're usually in a mode where you're talking to people. You know, you're doing interviews mm-hmm. and you're getting ready to go on tour. It's a and different all that season. Anyway. It's a different season. Yeah. Um, the creative season, you have to put all that shit out of your head. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're gonna fail. You're gonna make something that sounds too self-conscious. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So I don't want to take up loads more of your time, but. Uh, what are you excited about or interesting interested in now? Like, are you excited about any music that you're listening to? Are you getting? Because I know that you've been talking a lot about like the the space between spirituality and science, which is I make a lot of work based on that. So yeah, you do. I'm really fascinated by that idea of maybe that there's there no there's no separation between those things. Do you make work inspired by that, or have you been? I, I think so. Yeah. More recently? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I'm interested yeah. to hear that. What is it? So right now, like what's been on your mind? Are you just thinking tour, like logistics or are you yeah, still thinking creatively? Uh, no, not creatively at the moment. No. I, I just, we just been rehearsing for this tour, trying to play good and not fuck up basically, yeah. you know, and then yeah, like, yeah. um, yeah, logistics for the tour, uh, yeah, trying to stay relaxed. My health a lot, you mm-hmm. know, stuff like that. Uh, more, more uh, practical stuff, sort of surfacey stuff. Not, not really yeah, dipping yeah. too far below that. That said, I, I write a poem every day. You do? It's a little project that I do uh, this year. I've been doing so far. Is that like in the morning? Uh, different times. Oh, usually in the middle of the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, that was actually the guy that's house sitting this house right now is the guy that put me onto that and, okay and we had a group doing that and we would put them up on this blog uh-huh and then uh i don't know if it was a blog it was a, it was a <laughs> i felt like there was, was some tumbler. trepidation in your voice when you said wait a second I it was a tumbler that a blog. Was that's a blog, a blog. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then um and then uh they all quit and i was i think i'm the last man standing i really? i, I, I I mean, I, I, they're not going on the blog anymore, but they're, I'm, you know, I have them in my computer. So, um, so yeah, but, but those are usually real small and just like little bits, uh, and they're not always that great, but, but it's more about the keeping up with it. The discipline. Yeah. 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 Have some of that gone into songwriting? Uh, it could, you know, a little bit maybe has, but not so much, mostly not. Right. I might put together. A, I'm not sure what. Maybe I'll put together a, like all those chat books or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Have you? Uh, has making music for a living ruined listening to music? Yeah, I mean, to to some extent, uh, yeah. not ruined it, but but, but I, I taking I've the edge behind the curtain, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, to speak. Yeah. So I, I, you know, if I'm listening to to a, a, a you know a great song that I like, or you know, I'm, I'm thinking about the the uh you know the side chain they put on the kick right. or, or the uh you know or or how he filtered the not Drake but his producer or whatever which I don't even remember his name how Noah he, you know, something Noah something yeah, yeah, yeah. how he filtered out that that uh you know that piano sample or whatever you know what I mean like yeah. yeah I'm aware of it or 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 you know but I, I can also enjoy stuff too when's the last time and I pretty much only listen to Drake which is what no I'm just kidding. <laughs> You like the new album? I haven't listened to it. I haven't heard it yet. Uh, when's the last time you heard something that sh- shocked you? 
shocked me as in like inspired or what like yeah yeah oh man i don't know it's been years and years yeah that's kind of the negative side is like you get into this thing because you're so passionate about it and then somewhere along the way i feel like for me though i get that feeling more often from my own work like the process of making it right than right like catching somebody else's thing yeah same here but i mean that's not to say i can't appreciate people's work because i do but yeah, for something to like absolutely blow my mind, it's rare. And yeah. I mean, sometimes it'll be one song that'll be like, "Whoa, this is really good." Song. Yeah, yeah. You know? Do you, I'm just gonna do like a, uh, you know, Chris Farley on the couch with Paul McCartney. Yeah. Yeah, just do a few of those where I say, "Do you like Chance the rapper?" Do you remember when? Do you remember? That? Um, I, I uh, yeah, I, I think that? I like him. I I haven't really heard. I haven't really heard him. Right. Uh, that much, but I, yeah. I I have heard him. I mean, he's a good rapper. It's not really my. It's a stupid question, but I keep thinking like he's doing a good job of like mixing singing and yeah. and rapping and yeah. doing all kinds. I mean, of he's things. he's, he's incredible. Good. I mean, he's yeah. you know same as Kendrick Lamar is like they're, yeah. they're both like technical and incredible and like and and like the content is innovative all there, and smart. And... But it's not that said. For some reason, it's not. It's a little too like up. For me, like it's all, it's like, like a little too like energetic. Like honestly, like for my palate, like Drake is a little better just because right. it's darker and slower. It's like nighttime, exactly. Like mm-hmm. for some reason. That said, that the first Kendrick, or not the first Kendrick record, but the the, uh, the one that, good good kid Mad City. Yeah, yeah. That that I listened to that like a lot, a lot, and I really that liked one is it. darker too. It's a little dark. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that, you know, and I like the other one too. But for some reason, it's just not as much my style. Not disparagement about him at all, or Chance yeah, the Rapper. They're no, no, both no. incredible. So yeah, huh? That's interesting. Do you find your? Sorry, man. I don't know how much time we're doing. Uh, I should go soon. Yeah, let's let's wrap it up, man. Okay. Uh, but I really appreciate you doing this. Oh man, dude, my pleasure. And this is gonna be on my podcast too. So awesome. I unfortunately I didn't get to ask you so many questions. You don't you're so good that. at asking me questions, man. You're no worries, man. Really, and I really talk good. way more than than uh, than anyone needs to hear, so it's all good. Uh, but I really appreciate it, and uh, I know that it's not tip. It's not the typical chat that goes on in the music realm. So I appreciate you, kind of like. You know, I'm glad to talk to you. This stuff is all very interesting to me. You know, I mean, so obviously it's my life. You know, yeah, that's all. Anyone's life is interesting to them. So totally, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll let you get back to the pool. Cool. Thank, <laughs> thank you very much, Andy. All right, man. Take me down in a hearse back is where my new best look is at. If I slid a purse or two, then I can't curse if my cake is cooked and mine or veins are mad. Thanks, Yoni, again for being on the podcast. That was like a dream come true, honestly. Um, so cool to be able to hang out and uh, chat about stuff. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Go check out his podcast, The Wondering Wolf. My interview will be on there, as well as all kinds of really good interviews that Yoni's done over the past uh, year or so. Thanks, guys, for listening. I really appreciate all the love and support. Don't forget to do me a solid and just share this with your friends and family and loved ones and wives and husbands and all those people. Let's make a good uh, effort to stick it to these mass. You know, I don't have any problem with corporations or anything. Honestly, I don't. But I, you know, I just want to, I want to, 
do my best to make an effort to uh, get some punch behind the old podcast uh, as much as we can in this important season. Thank you guys for all the love and support. Don't forget to go check out Metavari. All the other music is Metavari. The theme song and the end song here is Why um, from the lovely Yoni Wolf, who we had on the episode today. Thanks to our proud syndicate, Illustration Age. You can find this show. This show. You can find the show at illustrationage.com slash creative pep talk. Guys, oh my gosh. It's such an honor to uh, to serve you creative people and love on you creative people. Um, this is my life's purpose is to um, to love creative people. And you guys let me do this through the show and that's just the best. At the end of the week this week, I'm going to be speaking uh, at Creative Mornings in Louisville. That's sold out already. It's sold out super quick. It's 400 people are going to be there. It's going to be totally nuts. Cannot wait to go talk about the hidden gems of creativity, the creatives out there. Um, thanks for letting me do that. Guys, do whatever it takes to stay there.